Welcome to the Antioch Initiative Podcast, a podcast focused on the unreached of the world and topics related to seeing the unreached discipled in Christ's kingdom. In this episode, we interview Pastor Justin Mack, River Valley Church's missions pastor, who shares with us how to cultivate a heart for missions personally and as a church. Justin, thanks so much for being with us here on uh, the Antioch Initiative podcast. Excited to have you. Um, just here, wanted to ask you a couple questions about your heart. And we know you're the missions uh, missions pastor at River Valley Church in Minnesota. And would love to just hear about your heart for the unreached. Um, and yeah, just your heart for missions, how that got started. Yeah, well, thanks, Caleb. Uh, huge fan of the Antioch Initiative and North Central University uh, any platform that is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, getting choked up here right at the beginning, but in any platform that is trying to engage people in the Great Commission, uh, I'm a fan of and anything that we can do to help. Uh, um, yeah, my background, uh, Heart for Missions, uh, I grew up in a pastor's home. I'm a pastor's kid, and um, we had a church uh, that was really focused on missions uh, among other things, but we would often have different missionaries come in and uh, would just hear their stories. And uh, really, my eyes were opened up to uh, the need around the world. And that just went to another level when I actually went on my very first missions trip. I was 16 years old and I uh, went to Lima, Iquitos, Peru. And uh, I had heard about the need, but I'd never seen it. And uh, it changed my worldview completely in about 10 days, uh, changed my heart. And, uh, and just as a side note, I know people make the argument that short-term trips maybe aren't worth it and it'd be better to spend the $2,000 and give it to a missionary. Yeah. I think if that's, if that's the end-all be-all, uh, then maybe you can make the argument that that's how you should spend the $2,000. But if, if your, aunt, your heart is postured to say, Lord, I want to do as much for you as I can, I think going and seeing it firsthand uh, is, is a total game-changer. And for me, I know it was. And so um, hearing the stories of missionaries, seeing it firsthand, and then really just digging into God's word and seeing how much his heart was for the nations and every people, group, tribe, tongue, um, and then Christ's great command to go into all the world and preach uh, to all nations um, just gripped my heart and has continued to grow. Um, and then I crossed paths in uh, Beijing, China, of all places, with Pastor Rob uh, Ketterling, our lead pastor, wow. and uh, and he is fuel and fire uh, in terms of, of missions passion. Um, I don't know another lead pastor that um, it's as deep into their heart as it is in Pastor Rob's heart, and uh, and so it's it's kind of dangerous. I think sometimes when we get together because ideas uh, flow and. Um, faith is high and he is a visionary leader and uh, love just supporting the vision that God has put in his heart. So that's a little short version of, of kind of my heart and trajectory uh, as it relates to missions and the unreached. That's so cool. So you met Pastor Rob in Beijing. Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah, that's really where we uh, connected. We um, I was working at a, a missions organization that would come alongside churches and universities and different things. Um, and, uh, and so we helped organize a trip to China and, uh, I was on that trip co-leading with pastor Rob and, um, that's where I just got to hear his heart and his vision. And at the time the church was just a few hundred people and, uh, but the vision was big 
And, uh, and so we connected, there was just a synergy and, uh, we stayed connected for about five years until I actually came on to staff. And, uh, and so that was about 12 years ago that I came on board River Valley Church at the time. It was one site, um, uh, several hundred people and, uh, just how the Lord has grown the church, um, in the last decade or so has just been pretty amazing to be a part of just a real honor and uh, been missions pastor uh, the whole time. Had a few different roles, but always missions pastor was included. And um, just the missions vision has not changed. Uh, it's expanded and gotten larger, uh, bigger numbers and things of that nature. But uh, the heart has always been there. That's so cool. That's so cool. Because I know River Valley, I mean, they've grown. You guys have grown ast- astronomically over the last 10 years, right? And so that must have been fun from going from just a couple campuses to eight, nine or 10. Is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Fun fun is one way to describe it. It's a, it's a, it's a ride. Yeah, there's, you're just constantly, um, again, I, I don't think the vision or the heart has, has ever changed since, hmm. uh, since I've been a part. Cool. Um, but just the scalability and some of the systems and process and and staffing. When I came on board, there was, I think, about a dozen pastors, and now there's about 150 staff. So it's uh, um, just just the scale has grown. Uh, but but what I love is, is our heart, um, not just for our community, but for the whole world. Um, yes. And that continues to grow. And I, I think it's really unique, uh, um, but it's, it's a really special part of River Valley's vision and heart. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That is awesome. So tell us more about the vision of the church as a whole when it comes to missions. And and also, I know of the goal to send out 500 missionaries. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, quick little story. Um, we were talking, Pastor Rob and I were talking about how do we communicate the heart, our global heart, uh, for the nations better at the church. And so we sat down with this just brilliant marketing um, executive and just wanted to pick his brain. How do we communicate to a large number of people what's really in our heart? And and he asked Pastor Rob, we were sitting at a Panera, just this little coffee shop, sandwich shop in, the, in, in Apple Valley, one of the suburbs here of Minneapolis. And, um, and he asked a question, the, the executive asked a question, just said, um, I know as a lead pastor, everything's important to you. Kids are important. Youth are important. Women are important. Men are important. Every department is important. Right? So it's all important um, as it should be. He said, but what I'm trying to get an understanding of is how important is missions? How important is this great commission to you? And Pastor Rob, who is not often short for words, kind of, kind of stuttered a bit and, um, gently like slammed his fist on the table and was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like our heart is global. Like if you rip out our heart, you're going to see it beat for the nations. And he says, that's it. And he said, what's it? He said, that's your tagline, River Valley Church, our heart is global. And it's not just a tagline. It's actually true. Um, It's in our kids. It's in our youth. It's in every area, even even the content and the the messaging of our River Valley worship uh, has so many themes about um, going to the hardest places and darkest places. And um, and if you're listening for it, you'll hear it. Uh, but it's it, it's throughout our church. And, and one thing that really uh, caught our heart was um, a number of years ago, myself, Pastor Rob, one of our elders, were at some uh, meetings in Cairo, Egypt. 
and uh, we visited the the gravesite of a very famous uh, Christian uh, leader, Oswald Chambers. And we read some some stories about Oswald and read some some of his devotions and were inspired. And we went next door to a very uh, another famous missionary, but not quite as well known as Oswald Chambers, named William Borden. And at William Borden's grave, we were standing around praying that more people would have the same courage in the heart that William Borden has. And wow. the backstory on William Borden is he was the heir to millions and millions of dollars. And, uh, but yet he felt this call to go and to uh, reach the nations. And so he first went to Cairo, Egypt to study. Well, his parents objected uh, strongly. And in fact, they tried to offer him a deal and said, we'll pay for 10 missionaries if you'll stay home and run the businesses. Um, and so he thought that was a pretty good deal, 10 for one. And, yeah. um, but he, he, in prayer, felt like if he took that deal, he'd be disobedient. And so he kindly said to his parents, said, for me to say yes to your deal would be saying no to God and being disobedient, and I can't do that. So against their objections, he still went. But within a month of getting to Cairo, Egypt, he died. Uh, he got spinal meningitis and he died. And we were just praying that um, regardless of the cost, regardless of the objections, people would have that same spirit, that same tenacity that would rise up and say, no matter what the cost, we are going. And, uh, and so we're praying uh, that people within River Valley would have this spirit. And um, while we we're praying, the keeper of the graveside came over and uh, was mumbling something we couldn't understand. He was speaking a different language. And so um, uh, got an interpreter to say, what, what's he saying? And he's saying that a group of Christians had asked for William Borden's grave to be restored, to be cleaned. Um, but then they skipped town without paying. We don't know if that's true or not, but that's what his story was. And something rose up and Pastor Rob says, well, we'll pay a debt that's not ours. So how much does it cost? And he said, $500. And he says, we'll pay the $500 because you have to know that Christians are good for their work. Yeah. And, and wow. so kind of a cool thing. Awesome. And one of the missionaries that was standing there praying with us said, I, I just have a word from the Lord that he is going to honor that gift um, with raising up and sending out one missionary for every dollar uh, that you gave. And he said, that's 500 missionaries from one church. And I said, I know. He says, is that a God thing or is that just an idea that you have? He goes, no, I really feel like that's from the Lord. He says, all right, we'll start to pursue that. And, uh, and so we did. We, we just started to, to throw the call out there to the church. We put some plans in place. We've got a, a whole program called the Missionary Action Plan that we've developed uh, through a lot of conversations with a lot of veteran missionaries and missions leaders to help people make a responsible decision. And my part of that 500 is my family, um, is, is my spouse and I, are they part of that? And, um, and so we've seen 134, I think, uh, step up and say, we'll go overseas for at least a year, praying about a lifetime. And uh, hundreds, literally hundreds of people in the pipeline right now, uh, processing through each step, praying about the possibility. Um, and so it's an exciting part. And, um, um, but but it's, it's one part of the vision. Uh, send out short-term teams uh, when we're able to. Right now, we're dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic that uh, oh, yeah. all of us are. And so that's put a screeching halt on that. Uh, but we send out a team somewhere in the world virtually every single week. Um, 
give away millions and millions of dollars to support uh, missionary efforts, uh, those from River Valley and beyond, uh, because we, we want to do everything we can to see the gospel get to where it's not and the church planted where it's not, just like the Apostle Paul said, it's our ambition that the church be planted where it's not. And that, that truly is our heart as a church as well. Wow, that's so cool. And just a, a, a small testimony to attest to that. I remember I was in Turkey with a Live Dead internship. Um, yeah. And one week later, I heard that River Valley Worship was going out to meet the missionaries that I was working with. And it's just like, wow, the worship team is going out to this unreached place overseas. You don't hear that too often. So yeah. It's just, it's just cool how the, the whole church is really involved with that. Um, yeah, it, it really is. a It's a unified effort. You know, if you if you came to any staff meeting, there's always a highlight, uh, a celebration of, of one of the partnerships that we have. Um, often it's a live missionary sharing about what's going on. And one of the cool things that Pastor Rob started years and years ago, I think even before I got there, was that whenever a missionary steps on the stage, the church just gives a, a standing ovation. And oftentimes a standing ovation when they leave the stage. And, and the reason for that is not because we think they're a celebrity or a hero by, by any stretch. Uh, we want to honor uh, radical obedience, uh, whatever that looks like. And for them, that means leaving family. That means leaving friends. That's abandoning a lot of the comforts of, uh, of our community. Um, to go, but we want to celebrate radical obedience if that's giving, if that's helping to send, if that is advocating, if that's praying, if that's um, if that even means here I am, Lord, send me, I'll go. Uh, so uh, yeah. I think that just illustrates the heart of our church. That and, and the kids do the same thing when the when the missionaries go over to Go Kids, um, which by the way our our kids name uh, the department name is go kids after the great commission matthew 28 go into all the world and so even our oh, kids it's early yeah awesome. a lot of people don't know that go kids know that wow is the whole purpose behind that is we want them to see that their role is to go into all the world one wow. way or another and preach the gospel so it's it's infused throughout every area which is i think the way it should be it's awesome so awesome so awesome well um I feel like I could ask you a million different questions on that, but I would, I would love to ask how, as a pastor, do you, um, how do you gear or how could other, other churches really gear their ministry, um, towards a ministry like, like kingdom builders, you know, how can other churches that are either smaller or larger really go after it? Like you guys have, I mean, would you say it's mainly just the heart and getting that as your heart and then, yeah, no, absolutely, Caleb. It, it does start with, with your heart. But if your heart isn't there, let's just be honest that it's not there yet. But what I love Jesus teaching his disciples is that where your treasure is, your heart's going to go. And so even if your heart isn't there yet, I would say start to put your resources um, in the direction of the Great Commission. And that's not ignoring the local community, but it's also not ignoring the, the greater world uh, that has yet to hear the gospel, um, the 42% that is still waiting uh, for the church to arrive. And so um, what River Valley does, if, those, uh, if there's people listening that are not familiar with uh, Kingdom Builders, 
uh, River Valley's model of missions giving is that we set aside the first 10% of the tithe that comes in and we support long-term missionaries with that 10%. And so we model what we teach. Uh, we don't teach the tithe and then consume 100%. We, we do exactly what we teach and we set aside the first 10% and, and restrict that to monthly support of long-term missionaries. But we don't stop there. That's not the end-all be-all. In addition to that, above and beyond the tithe, we challenge people to use their resources to make a kingdom impact through kingdom builders. Uh, that's one avenue. And so above and beyond their tithe, above and beyond the church's tithe, we have global partnerships. We have local partnerships. We have partnerships for future generations and helping universities like North Central's and others su sustain them and support yep. them. Yep. And so we have this program that's grown from this small amount every year to, to literally millions every year. Yeah. And it's voluntarily given by the people in the church because they want to make a kingdom impact uh, with the resources that God has trusted them with. And so I would just say, start with your own heart. If you're the lead pastor, if you're an influencer in the church, start with your heart. And if your heart isn't there, um, start to put some of your resources that direction. Go out there and see the need. The need is great. The opportunity is great. And, um, and, it, and again, the Great Commission uh, was not something that Jesus just gave to missionaries. He gave it to the church, to every one of his followers. Anyone that would call himself a disciple needs to be involved in this Great Commission. And so one of the ways in such a blessed society as we are in America uh, is to use the resources that we have that are great. And, um, and, and I love the illustration, Caleb. I use this sometimes when I talk is that what you may not think that what you have is much. Think of that little boy of the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, a couple fish and some bread didn't seem like much in, in the face of 5,000 men plus women plus children. So this crowd was huge. Think about how silly that must have felt to offer a few loaves and a few fish. But he did. And he offered it to Jesus and Jesus took his obedience, took what he gave and multiplied it and did a miracle. Mm. And, and here's the question that I ask, Caleb, is um, I don't know from Scripture if this is true or not, but I just have to believe that that little boy wasn't the only one in the crowd that had food. Yeah. I, I've got to believe that there was another mom that sent their kid with some food. There's another teenager that had snuck a baguette in his pocket. There's another dad that had some food that he just didn't want to share, right? Um, but that little boy was the one that said, I'll, I'll give what I've got. And Jesus took what he had. And, and that's my challenge, whether you think you've got a lot as a church, maybe you, you feel like, well, we're just, we, we don't have the size or the reach that maybe a mega church does. That, that's not the point. The point is, is, are you giving what you have? and allowing Jesus to take that, to multiply it and make an impact. And so start with what you got um, and, and go from there. And uh, uh, this is not to be a shameless plug, but um, man, the River Valley Network uh, has a powerful amount of resources, all about kingdom builders, all about our global project efforts. And, uh, and, and they're free, they're available online. Um, we partnered with Life Church and their open network. Um, so all those resources, videos of Pastor Rob just teaching on how did Kingdom Builders start? How does it work? Um, how do we make decisions? Who, you know, it, it's a lot of details, but um, I would say it starts with your heart. But then there's some practical tools out there that are available where you don't have to recreate the uh, the wheel. Yeah. Just 
customize it for your own context. So uh, mm. hopefully that helps somebody. Yeah, that's super helpful. That's super helpful. Just having the right heart and, and God's going to direct you from there. But wow, thanks for all those uh, those resources that you just mentioned. And Justin, just want to say thank you so much for having for being on the podcast and this episode. And uh, man, just God bless you and look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, it's an honor, Caleb. I love what you're doing. Keep going.